Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Heinz Reads podcasts here. You'll find them at WCCLradio.com. I hope you'll find them for a long time to come. One of my favorite things to do is to chat with authors. And as I was leaving my full-time position at WCCL Radio, there were many, many questions about, will I still do author interviews? Where would they find author interviews? Because I happen to be one of those radio hosts who enjoys reading, who enjoys reading the entire book before I talk to the author. And one of the first ones, and, and, and a, a, a man who's been a, a good friend, now I think for some 15 years, I wanted him to be the guy who starts the author interviews here at Heinz Reads at WCCLradio.com slash podcasts. And that man is Brian Freeman. Brian Freeman has written, I don't know how many Jonathan Stride novels based in Duluth. There's Cab Bolton, who originated in Florida. There is Spilled Blood, a standalone. There's this great new series um, that involves Frost Easton, which is in itself a great story, Frost Easton. But the, the latest one, the best one, the newest one, I call it the best one because it is the newest one, is The Crooked Street. It is a Frost Easton novel set in San Francisco. Francisco. And Brian Freeman uh, kicks off the inaugural uh, the, uh, podcasts here at WCCLradio.com slash uh, Heinz Reads or podcasts or however this is being listed. Brian, thank you for your time here. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I, I'm, I am honored to be kicking off your podcast series with you. And uh, it, is, it is great to hear that radio voice of yours again. I, you know, here's the thing. This is one of the, the, the few times that you and I have ever spoken via the telephone. Because most often you would come into the studio when I was regularly on the air full time at WCCO. So this is a little unusual. But I'm glad to have the chance to do this. Um, you have written another fantastic story, uh, what, what those of us who like the genre would call a page turner, and it really is. We'll get to the, the last page here before we're all done. But that being said, um, uh, let me t- give people a little bit about your background, because how many stride novels have there been set in Duluth? You know, I think there have been either 10 or 11 stride uh, stories set in Duluth. It kind of depends on how you count, because I've got a novella and a short story thrown in there as well. But uh, there's a there's a lot of Jonathan Stride and a lot of, a lot of cold weather in those stories. Uh, well, I love when you say, I think it may have been, which means that, you know, you, you, you don't put a lot of, you just enjoy doing it, I'm guessing. It really seems, as I read, that you enjoy the writing, you enjoy the experience, you enjoy enjoy taking us around the streets, whether it's Duluth or, or, or Proctor or San Francisco or places in Florida or places in Wisconsin. Uh, I think you enjoy taking us around on the journey, don't you? I, I do. You know, one of the things I really love is, is giving readers a you-are-there feel when it comes to settings. I want them to feel as if they've been dropped down into every chapter like the invisible observers, and they can hear and see and smell and touch and feel everything that's going on around them. So, uh, I mean, I think that that sense of place 
uh, is so important to a thriller. Well, let's tell people a little bit about the latest one. It's called The Crooked Street. And if anybody Googled Crooked Street, the first thing that would come up, if you didn't put in novel by Brian Freeman or whatever, the first thing that would come up would probably be Lombard Street in San Francisco, which I think has been referred to as the world's most crooked street, right? That is right. They they like to advertise that the crookedest street in the world is yeah, Lombard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in this book, The Crooked Street, it's got at least a double, if not a triple, maybe even a quadruple meeting, meaning uh, when you say Lombard here because of the characters that are all a part of this. Yes, that's right. Uh, you know, Frost Easton, the my San Francisco hero, uh, he... Uh, gets pulled into a uh, mysterious inv- investigation when when a sort of old ex friend shows up at his doorstep uh, and uh, and the only thing he's able to say as he's dying is is the word Lombard and uh, of course to San Francisco San Franciscans Lombard is is the crooked street uh, but there seems to be something a lot more behind this and uh, uh, suddenly Frost finds himself uh, on the streets of San Francisco trying to figure out why. The word Lombard seems to cause such uh, uh, such fear and and anxiety among the people he talks to in San Francisco. And if people have not read, if people have not read uh, the Voice Inside or the Nightbird, um, take them through a little bit about who Frost Easton is and how he lives, which in itself is a fantastic story, Brian. Yeah, I, I love I love Frost and, and his living situation. This is the third in the Frost Easton series, and and you know you can you can really dive into the Crooked Street without having read the other two books. But uh, I always think it's fun to be able to start at the beginning, particularly when you're early on in a series. We first met Frost in The Nightbird, uh, which was a huge huge bestseller. We we had such a great run with The Nightbird. I was uh, so thrilled with that. Uh, but Frost is, uh, is is kind of a unique uh, a unique police detective. He's really kind of a, a loner and an outsider. He, he hangs out more on the streets than he does inside the precinct, and uh, he has the uh, he has the unusual distinction of, of living in uh, in one of San Francisco's uh, richest neighborhoods in uh, this uh, really interesting old house. Uh, but he doesn't actually own the house. He he actually uh, rents it from his cat. Uh, his cat is uh, is called Shaq, and uh, uh, I, I you know I, I I just love the idea of the the, the cop and the cat, and uh, Shaq actually was. Uh, uh, owned was owned or owned, depending on uh, whether you're uh, how you feel about uh, uh, cat owners and uh, that. Uh, there was this uh, this old woman who lived in this house who was murdered, and uh, when the police came to investigate, uh, her loyal cat would uh, would not let them anywhere near the body. And uh, Frost was the one that sat down and, and talked to the cat, and, and uh, eventually the cat wandered off the body and wandered up on his shoulder. And uh, uh, after that point, they were sort of inseparable, and, and Frost discovered quite to his surprise that the, the woman's will was set up in such a way that uh, uh, whoever adopted Shaq got a chance to, to live in her house for the rest of Shaq's life with the, the grand San Francisco lease of a dollar a year. And yeah. so that's how, that's how Frost ended up renting from his cat. All right, share the short story, the uh, uh, the short story of where the name Frost Easton came from. Yeah, Frost has uh, Minnesota roots that, that people might not realize. A few years ago, uh, Marsha and I were doing uh, some library events down in southwestern Minnesota, and we were driving along 
uh, I-90, and if you're driving along uh, 90, you will pass a highway sign down there uh, in southwestern Minnesota uh, where the town of Frost is in one direction and the town of Easton is in the other direction. And I looked at that sign and I said to Marsha, ooh, Frost Easton, now that's a great name. I'm going to have to use that one. <laughs> Let me tell people, too, about Marsha, because Marsha uh, has been your 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 collaborator, your, your, your comrade. She is the first person to always read your books. I feel like I'm somewhat farther down the list, and that's understandable. But <laughs> that being said, if you go to facebook.com slash the author's wife, you will find the, 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 the the messages that come from Marsha, uh, and she keeps people posted as to what's going on. Okay, so this story is great because it involves his brother Dwayne, um, and it involves it, it is it's very difficult to tell who is and isn't. I mean, you're very good at what I would call is it safe to say this? Throwing out some red herrings about people who who appear to be guilty, but they're not Brian Freeman. You, you, you never really know who to trust in my books. That's that's true. And and as you go through this, whether it is this detective that was a fellow detective of Frost Easton's, or the captain in the precinct, or the captain's uh, associate—I mean, all of these people look like they have the potential to be dirty. Is that done purposefully? Sure. I, I like to have a little fun with the reader. And, uh, you know, one of the things about my books is, uh, you know, that you, you may think that there are red herrings, but typically everything plays into the climax one way or another. And uh, what, what, you, what you never know is exactly how do all the threads tie up at the end. So I, I want readers to, to understand there's something strange and mysterious about everyone that comes up, and they're all kind of tied into what's happening. But you never quite know how the threads fit together until you get to that very last chapter. You are listening to a podcast here at Heinz Reads, um, and this first podcast, the the inaugural, is with Brian Freeman. We're talking about his latest novel that was just released at the end of January. It's called The Crooked Street, set in San Francisco. It's a Frost Easton novel, and it is compelling. As I mentioned at the beginning, it is a page-turner, um, and, then, and then Brian Freeman... I get to the part, I'm talking about you like you're in the third person, like you're not even here. And, and then, Brian, it's like I get to the part. Let me see if I have this right. i got to go back and double check because I don't like to do, even though I've read the book, I don't like to do the interview without the book in front of me. Yep, nope, I'm correct. It was the very last graph and a half on the very last page, and there's a surprise there. And it's like, come on. Come on. And, you know, because, you know, when you when you get to this point for uh, dear readers, when you get to this point, you know, this is not going to end well. I mean, there's going for for someone (laughs) for someone. But, yeah, going forward, it's like. Come on, you know, there's there's a great well, as, the, as the great Yogi Berra would say it. It ain't over till it's over. Yeah, yeah. Or when you come to the fork in the road, take it because yeah. that's the other part of it. But it, part of and I, you know, I was talking with my girlfriend who read the book before I did. I had to hold off on reading it because I didn't want to read it when I was first gifted a copy of this, the uncorrected proof. I didn't want to read it then because that was a couple of months ago. And I wanted it to be fresh in my brain, so I finished it uh, just a couple of days before this interview, before this podcast conversation. 
situation. But um, the, the crimes... As they pile up, this is not quite like Duluth. I don't think as many people were killed in this book, except that there is a serial going on. I would say it's safe to call uh, the refer to the individual as a serial killer, isn't it? Well, not in the classic way, I would say. No, 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 not as someone who works mindlessly or aimlessly, but someone... Yeah, he's kind of more of a, a, I think he's more of a criminal mastermind. One of the things I wanted to have some some fun with in this book is I've I've wanted for a while now to take one of my heroes, whether it was Frost or or Jonathan Stride up in Duluth or or Cab Bolton, and, and sort of pit them against sort of a, a, a Moriarty-style uh, 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 criminal and uh, and have a little fun with that sort of Sherlock Holmes trope from the old days. And so I, I thought that this idea of Lombard kind of fit into that beautifully. And, and so for, for uh, in, in a lot of ways, uh, Lombard becomes Frost's Moriarty and, uh, and, and trying to, to figure out how to take him down uh, is, is one of Frost's most dangerous challenges. I would invite readers to, um, when they get to The Crooked Street by Brian Freeman, I would invite them to open Google Maps and when every time a street is mentioned, whether it's when, well, I'll just say someone's identity uh, or whether it is an address in the story, Google it. And you can just see how Frost Easton and the police and everybody move around San Francisco because you're very true to that the same way that you are in Duluth with Jonathan Stride. Yeah, that's one of the fun things is I, I like to use all real places in my stories. And, and uh, I, I do have a lot of readers that do exactly that. They, they use Google Earth and uh, go out and kind of track the stories street by street. And, uh, you know, for, for folks that know San Francisco and know, you know, Duluth and places like that, it, it gives them that little extra thrill of being able to say, oh, I know exactly where that is. And, uh, of course, for me, I, I go to these places and I'm, I'm driving, you know, uh, all around the, the cities and I'm looking going, yep, killed someone there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's an, it's much easier to do in in Duluth, uh, Brian. So tell me before we we wrap up here. Um, the, I know there will be another Frost Easton book because there has to be because of that last page that I mentioned. There absolutely has to be, <laughs> and it's got to be sooner than later. But now, when are you going back to Duluth? I mean, this this interview for the podcast was done as we go into one of the coldest stretches of the year where you and I both live in Minnesota. And so by my accounting, you should be in Duluth right now because this is where you go when the coldest stretches of the year occur and you write another Jonathan Stride novel in the, the, the during this coldest period. I don't understand even today how you were able to write Marathon set in the middle of summer, but that's neither here nor there. So anyway, <laughs> so um, what's can, I have to ask what's coming next? Yeah, I've got a lot. Uh, I've got a lot coming up. I've got a really interesting project, uh, an all-new project coming out uh, later in the spring, probably somewhere around uh, May. I actually have uh, an Audible uh, original coming out. It's an, an audio book exclusive, uh, and uh, it's called "The Deep Deep Snow." And uh, it, uh, it it's one of my favorite books of all time. It, it involves a. Uh, it has female first-person narration. Uh, Audible just loves the book, and uh, it's set in sort of a, 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 a fictional 
uh, small town in the upper Midwest, and uh, it kind of follows this this uh, young police deputy through a case that takes up ten years of her life, and uh, it, it's uh, it's it's a wonderful story. I just love it. And uh, as that's coming out in the spring, I am working right now on a standalone thriller set in Minnesota, and uh, outstate Minnesotans will appreciate the fact that the the title of the book is Thief River Falls. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so that'll be that'll be coming out in uh, in in probably around this time next year, and uh, and then this summer I will be uh, I will be. Uh, back in Stride country up in Duluth, I'll be writing the next uh, Jonathan Stride novel uh, this summer. And that one will be called uh, Funeral for a Friend. Well, here, you and I will. Oh, I wonder if you finally killed the person I've been asking you to kill. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I'll never, I'll never tell, I know. but we both, we both know who that is. Oh, yeah, that's why I didn't spill it. Yes. But, but, yes, but, but, okay. I will tell you, and I will tell you, you're right. <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. So here's the deal. You and I will talk again. When I heard you mention the Audible book, I thought, well, he didn't ask me to read it, but that's because it's first person female. So I expect you'll um, eventually when you have an Audible, you'll say, you know, we should really get John Hines to record that. But that's the there, there we go. All right. So anyway, anyway, I enjoy so much and I enjoy this podcast format because we don't have. Oh, gosh, we're running off the clock. We've got to go. Um, and we can talk at length about the latest book, The Crooked Street. We could talk about the uh, the Audible, uh, the, the Audible book coming out, um, and Thief River Falls. And obviously, you spent some time there, right? Or you wouldn't have written the book, or you not wouldn't be working on it. Yeah, and uh, it, it uh, I'm, I'm using I'm using it as kind of the the uh, sort of a symbolic center of what I'm trying to do in this thriller. It's, it's a really interesting, unusual thriller. I'm I'm really thrilled with how it's coming together. Okay, well, I've always thought this after being in, in Thief River Falls for several days uh, that you know it's one of those places where if you look west, it's so flat that you can see the back of your head. <laughs> so, hey, Brian Freeman. Good success with, and everybody listening, you will enjoy The Crooked Street, and feel free to message me, or feel free to message Brian. He's very easy to contact at uh, bfreemanbooks.com. Um, uh, he loves the feedback. Uh, he would love to be invited to 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 your book club gathering, whatever. Uh, so, And also, check out facebook.com slash the author's wife. Uh, more there. So, Brian, we'll chat again very soon. Sounds good. Thanks so much, John. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.